Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Real-time crime. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Time Crime. I'm your host, Leah Lamar, and I have with me, of course, as always, sometimes Dimitri. Hello, Dimitri. Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm okay. I just canceled a thing, and it wasn't a person. Thank you, Tehran. We're going to introduce our guests in just a second. But I am going crazy with NFTLA events and meeting lots of anonymous people in real life now, which is hilarious because I thought I was never going to be able to meet them, which is a crime. So you're meeting people at these events and you're just all standing around together going, so what the fuck is this? Yeah. So it's a bunch of people who scam each other. That's it's it's a one big crime ring, but we all just wear nice clothes. That's all that it is. Nice. Yeah. All right. Just a just a quick little rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. We'll be talking about a 911 call revealing a boy falling to his death from a theme park ride. We'll also be discussing a woman being arrested for shooting another woman over a wig. I have so many questions already. And of course, we'll be talking about the slap that heard around the world, Will Smith and Chris Rock. Dimitri, are you ready for me to introduce our guest? I am for sure. Okay. You guys, you're in for a real treat today because this man is one of my favorite human beings. And not only is he hilarious, but you'll see. He's uh, sweet than spicy. He'll say something that seems extremely profound and then at the last minute turn it into some sort of joke where you hate yourself and also love yourself at the same time and then retell it to other people and don't give him credit. He is a comedian and Sounds like you're speaking from experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a comedian actor. Well, it's hard for me to steal his jokes. You'll see why in just a second. We could not be more opposite as human beings. Um, But he's a comedian, actor, host, TV and radio personality. He headlines all around, not just the country, but the world. And he also went to law school, which is going to be a very interesting... Um, it'll just be interesting to have him on the podcast talking about crime since he's been to law school. And Dimitri and I obviously don't know anything about the law. We just whoa, know how whoa, to... whoa! How do you know I've never been to law school? You would have brought it up by now, Dimitri. That's a good point. 
Okay, thank you. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Tehran Von Gosri is one of my favorite people. He's half black, half Persian, and he will never let you forget it. Tehran? Thank you so much podcast. for having me, Leah Lamar. I'm so <laughs> glad to be here with Leah Lamar. Hello, Dimitri. Hello. Dimitri he, is my nemesis. Dimitri is my nemesis. He's yeah, the, he, uh, the anti-Tehran. I'm not sure how that, you mean because I have no hair and you have just dripping down your head <laughs> of hair. Like you can't even keep it under your hat. It's not just hair. You're also like nice and you're kind and you care. What? I'm over it. I'm over you. I'm I think you got you. the wrong impression of Dimitri. Yeah, <laughs> we so, can fix that. On the outside, I already know Dimitri on the outside is this tough nose, hard ass. But on the inside, squishy teddy bear, squishy teddy bear. My Just goodness, so- have, have we met before? Like, <laughs> I didn't realize this episode was going to be dissecting me. It's a psychoanalysis of you. It it's- is a psychoanalysis of you. It's actually, this isn't true crime. This is Dr. Phil. And I'm here to tell you who you are. <laughs> Damn it. It's intervention time. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to me, if that's okay. So just so everyone's aware, if you can't see the clips that we're posting, Tehran is in his home studio. He's wearing a hat with his name on it. And in the background, he has multiple photos of himself in pop art form. And and it's kind of inception photos because in the photos of himself, he's wearing a sweatshirt with a photo of himself on it. This is true. I'm actually, <laughs> and I'm also wearing, I'm also wearing, uh, my bottoms have my pictures on them too. And so do my my underwear listen the point is self-love if you guys haven't already noticed Tehran and i know each other very well we have been friends for seven years six years i feel like it's been longer it feels like eternity kind of like the 10th level of hell but it's fine (laughs) it's fine leah lamar by the way dimitri i thought you said we weren't gonna get along you're making a lot of sense here (laughs) dimitri leah lamar is the anti-you right soft and squishy on the outside deep down inside Dead, dead on the inside. I'm letting you know that now. Dead on the inside and willing to murder all of us. Willing to murder all of us. Look, but I don't want to. I just from the have airport to. If I asked, <laughs> would pick me up from the airport if I asked, which is crazy to me, which is you, crazy. I'll say this. He, Tehran has picked me up from the airport once and he said, never again. Never, never again. I, the fact that I've ever done that, I actually, that was one of my deny till I die ones. Is and I, I cried like, in the whole car ride home and I pretended it was because of my family, but it was because he was mean to me. <laughs> this is really shaping up to be quite an episode. It's going to be, this is, it's already a true crime. It's yeah, a true crime. It really is. By the way, I feel that Leah Lamar has me on this because she's like, oh, the law background. And she's like, and also he's committed crimes. Like I felt like, uh, you know, what's so funny. And I didn't, didn't even tell them that you've been to jail. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I didn't I mean, even tell them I've been to jail. Did you have to? <laughs> well, I'm a person of color in the United States of America. Let's be very real. No, 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 and by no, the way, no, no, you, no, no, look no. Like you don't get assassin. to do that. You don't get to do Once that. Okay, you... First of all, every comedian I've had on this podcast, uh, Giannis Papas, who's not a comedian of color, who's also been to jail. Um, yeah, but Mark Giannis Norman, Papas. not a comedian of color. who's Every single comedian who's been on the podcast has been to jail. Daphne Springs, Mark Norman, um, Giannis Papas. Yeah. But the ones of color have all been innocent, Leah Lamar. The ones of color have all been innocent. Once I, once you said you went to law school, I was like, oh, that's just so he can, you know, get himself out of the shit he's getting himself into. Thank you, Dimitri, for understanding me. You're still my nemesis, but in a good way. Kind of like how the Batman needs Joker, you know? It's oh, like all right. We need each other. Yeah. I yeah. thought you were going to so, say and, Robin. And yet again, you guys are meeting it. in prison or an insane asylum. It's hard to say which one at this point. Possibly. This is both. Possibly. <laughs> possibly 
Yeah, you guys are being held hostage. At this point, this is just Stockholm syndrome, I think. Dimitri has been locked into this podcast and he has that's no actually idea my love why. Language. That's actually my love language is Stockholm syndrome. That's how I that's how I find potential mates. Yeah, I'm like, how right. did I even get into Tehran's car? I don't know why, but I'm not leaving it. Um, T. Yes. Why did you go to jail? Um You don't I, have to I say wanna, all of the reasons. I wanna throw I wanna throw out I wanna throw out the term the 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 legal which it's the first time i've seen you freeze and answering which anything time? yeah because this is because this is a, a legal question you, you're gonna have to speak to my lawyer i, I need you to speak to my lawyer <laughs> are you your lawyer whenever i have a conversation put your with lawyer hat on i need my lawyer i need you just turn your hat backwards <laughs> is that how that works his lawyer hat has a picture of him in a suit i yeah. wear many different hats but yes there are many different times and many different reasons but you know it's all things that are behind me i've never been convicted of any crime I've been convicted of any crime. I want to point that out. And I just want America to know they're safe with me. You are safe at home. Which, by the way, I don't find I don't find myself compelling or believable right now. So I, I'm getting to, I'm going to jail. I'm guilty. This is a guilty verdict right now. Thank you. So just want to let you know, all the other comedians have fully told the story of the time that they went to jail. It just seems like you're holding. Yeah, because what, what did Mark Norman go to jail for? One day I was jaywalking and then on the he, way to he went to the gig, drunk tank. Yeah, I think oh, it was drunk oh, disorderly exactly. conduct. I, after I did another late night show, you know what I'm saying? Like, what did Mark Norman, what could they have gotten in trouble for? You know, so. All right. So we know now it's probably sensitive material. Yeah, because you're, the response was, well, I'd like to just say I didn't do it. I did, it wasn't I, my I, fault. I okay, OJ, not, calm down. I did not sleep <laughs> with that woman. Listen, it's just one of those things. It's life, you know? All right, life, Bill Clinton. But we've moved on. We've moved on, you know? OJ Simpson, Bill Clinton, just naming Black people Leah Lamar. I feel like, <laughs> Dimitri, say something. Say something. I, you I'm called I'm, him your nemesis. He's on my team now. Look who needs help all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> and, and T... How long have you been doing comedy? What got you started? I've been doing comedy for, and, and this is, the COVID years really placed that two-year extra addition, but I've been doing comedy for 12 years now. 12 years, and I want to only say 10, but it's been 12, and it's just, uh, it's a hard thing. It's a hard <laughs> thing to reconcile with oneself. Yeah, and, and what got you into comedy? Uh, that actually goes back to the crime question. It's actually... <laughs> That really goes back to the crime question, but I was, uh, as I was graduating, as I, as I was graduating law school, I was trying to figure out what was my next move. And actually what was really interesting is there's a comedian named Mikey Winfield, who oh, I, I know Leah Lamar is very familiar with, but for those of you who aren't, he's a very charismatic, wonderful comedian of color with great brown skin and an amazing smile. And I turned on the TV and saw him doing comedy and I literally thought to myself, if this guy can do this, I can do it too. And that's what got me into comedy. I feel like so. he'll hate hearing this. <laughs> he's heard it many times. He's heard it many times. So thank you to everybody that's been part of my comedy journey, including the wonderful Leah Lamont, who mm. was the reason I got on Clubhouse. The reason mm. I got on Clubhouse. That's also awesome. Wow. Yeah. And Clubhouse has been terrorized ever since. They actually <laughs> have spoken to Leah in regards to that. They were like, why? Anyway, if we could just um, keep this moving right along and really appreciate that. Okay, you guys, it's time for us to get into our hot topics for this week. This one is pretty sensitive. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you have already heard about this story, and I will give you the scoop. 
But apparently, Tyree Sampson, 14 years old of St. Louis, Missouri, died after slipping out of his seat on the free fall ride at around 11 p.m. on Thursday. The teenager was visiting Central Florida on a football program trip with his friend's family. When asked by the 911 operator how far up the teen was when he fell, the woman replied, I'm not sure, but it's the new ride. That's all the way up the highest one. I don't know from where he fell. How does she have time to have good grammar? I'll never understand that. Tyree's father, Yarnell, said that his son was six foot five and 340 pounds and was told by other rides in the park that he was too large to ride safely, but that the free fall ride operators waved him aboard. Ugh. The grieving father said that Tyree began to panic and shared a chilling premonition with his two best friends seated next to him on the ride. That's when he started freaking out. He was explaining to his friends next to him, I don't know, man, if I don't make it down safely, can you please tell my mama and daddy that I love them? And his friend said for him to say something like that, he must have felt something. So now there's an investigation underway and they are trying to figure out who is to blame for this. Apparently, the only thing stopping people from falling out of their seats were plastic pull-down harnesses, which are supposed to buckle in place in between riders' legs. And apparently his harness was still locked after the fall. There's a pretty gruesome report of the 911 call. And I'm not going to read it because it's uh, literally, it's intense. All right. So you guys, the article says that he may have exceeded the ride's weight limit and he was turned away from other rides. Mm. So do we think that the responsibility of his death falls on the person and people operating the passengers on the free fall ride? Well, there are a lot of different, there are a lot of different things we have to take into context, right? So not only, not only did we just open this ride, this is apparently supposed to be a new ride, but it goes up to about 430 feet high, which is very high. And as for Tyree himself, he's apparently 285 to 300 pounds, six foot five tall, uh, or 340 pounds, six foot five tall male and the ride it exceeds the limits once it hits 285 pounds so that's somebody's fault for allowing him on the ride and we know why this happens when you go to these especially these kind of local town amusement parks it's not like we have the uh, a professor or physics phd running running the show it's a 20 year old kid who could be friends with you or whatever it is and goes, yeah, 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 just get on. And that's how it starts. I think the thing that's odd to me is if he was getting rejected from every other ride, why would he be like, oh, yeah, let me go on the tallest one? Because he's 14 years old and he thought, (sighs) listen, if I can get it, like you kind of forget. And I think the people probably running the ride, that 20 year old kid looked at this guy, he's six foot five. 340 pounds. You probably look at him like he's a man and, but he's a 14 year old kid. So he got to go on a ride that his friends were going on. Of course he took the opportunity because you don't think, okay, well, I'm going to fall from this thing and I'm going to die. Obviously he had a premonition when he was on it. But he did think that. Yeah. But not beforehand. He was like, Oh, I can go on this ride. Let me jump on it. I think we're looking at it because hindsight is 2020. Every single, there are times where you'll say something and then the one time, unfortunately, in this tragic situation, it comes true. You're taking it 
out of context and you're saying, wow, he had a premonition. But really, what you're going up that high, you're like, oh my, if I die, let my parents know that I love them. You True. know, that's I actually I told my kids that before I came in here to do this podcast. I said, if anything happens, you might that I still love you. die, Dimitri. Yeah, I not mean, listen. that would be come off. And then people will be like, he had a premonition. Yeah, it would come all of off. a sudden I see uh, Tehran come into the background of Dimitri Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I have a prem- every day I have premonitions. I'm, I'm every time I get in my car, I'm like, I'm going to die today in this car. So there's going to be one day where. But you're also an awful <laughs> driver, Leo Lamar. So that's actually okay. I'm so sorry. Please continue. How dare you? Please. You know, continue. all I'll say is that none of them were my fault. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm Wait, just are you still saying. talking about car accidents or guys? Yeah. It's hard to explain, but I would hilarious. say both. That was hilarious. And and also, I just want to say this is so tragic, and I can't even imagine how his friends feel. They were sitting next to him on the ride. His friends, his parents, like this is like we said. This is a 14 year old kid. He went on a trip, and apparently. Uh, a very nice, like genuine, uh, heartfelt kid. Right. He went on a trip with his friends. Like, man, that's like, as a parent, that's what you want your kids to go and have fun. But man, to have this stuff in your head, like you, it, you don't stop them from doing things because of the, the odds of it happening. But the fact is it does happen sometimes. And when that happens, I mean, do you remember that story at Disney a, few, a bunch of years ago, this family was on vacation and they were watching a movie on the beach and like their two-year-old son went too close to the water and, a, and an alligator jumped out and, and exactly. dragged him in. And, 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 every, and, and, and people online, no, but people online were like, oh, what's wrong with these parents letting him do this? Like, hey, how about these parents took their kids to Disney? Like if they weren't like ignoring their kids. They had the right intention, but you, you just don't know when this is going to happen. I think that if I ever have children, they're never allowed to leave the house and we're going to live in a bunker. Anyway, moving on. So that sounds like if you ever have a boyfriend, they're not. Yeah, he's ever living allowed in the basement. He's not allowed to have social media. I, yeah, that's this kind is of like your debate. mo. That's your mo. However, in this particular situation, I do feel very, very sad for the parents because yeah. this is a fourteen-year-old boy. This is a fourteen-year-old who has a tragic loss of life in this manner. And the the concept is at this point, it doesn't matter whose fault it is simply because how do you replace your child the person you have placed all your hopes and fears and and future inside so it's just a it's a horrible situation i do want to point out one external factor that we forgot or neglected to mention it did happen in florida where it seems like a lot of these kind of situations tend to happen just saying and, and okay. let's not one last thing let's not gloss over a brand new ride in 2022 and they said there were plastic harnesses off guys like, what is that? Don't you don't know, build rides with plastic harnesses that go up the highest of any ride in Florida. D- yeah, also, they hate the environment. Right. Well, they're not throwing away the plastic harnesses. They're right. using the plastic harnesses. Yeah, but plastic can never be destroyed. So Within that's it. number one. Number two, uh, never say that I neglected something again, Tehran. I will always say I, that. I felt that I because you. it just felt like you needed to let me know that I didn't mention it. And right. I felt that. But it was nice because he wrapped it up with taking a dig at Florida, which I can always get on board with. Which I'm actually just mentioning it. And I would like to say that of all places, the fact that this happened in Florida is actually surprising because Florida is one of the epicenters of amusement park rides. Mm. So you would think that they would have much better safety features and inspectors. 
I do want to remind everybody that every single time you see a warning symbol or a warning sign, it comes on the heels and the backs of someone's tragic loss or death. So whenever you walk into an elevator and it says, only five people and you're like oh let's just have six remember there was a time there were six or seven and that elevator just fell through the shaft and that's why we now have those warning signs on all those elevators warning wow. signs come on that heel whenever you see that just think of that and in this case we knew that it exceeds the limit at 285 or 286 pounds and we don't have exact weight measuring machines but possibly if we had a better professional, and I don't want to blame the attendant, but a better trained attendant might have been able to recognize the weight and size exceeds the limits, and we might have avoided this tragic death. I think that it's like, how do you, how do you turn someone away without embarrassing them? You know, there might have been some sort of like, oh, he's probably fine. He's like, nothing bad will happen. Sure. I don't want to make him feel weird in front of his friends and say, no, you're too large or what's even more it embarrassing is. is death. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's yeah. You know, what's so weird about these warning signs is like, now I understand why no one in my apartment building gets on the elevator when they see me. That's I'm just, I'm wondering what notices they sent out to everyone. Yeah. They press the button. They're like, oh, I'll take the next one. You know, yeah. I'm like, hmm, what happened? It was specifically but, about you. It they're was like just one incident and he's fine. They're like, guys, her picture was in the pamphlet for a reason. Just heed the warning. They're like, don't worry. She will be out of here in five months. Um, anyway, so do you think that they should close the ride? I think it warrants an investigation, if nothing else. It definitely warrants a safety investigation, especially if they're saying that the buckle was still in the harness when the ride came to completion. So they're saying the buckle was still working. So how did this six foot five, 340 pound, 14 year old slip through all the harnesses? How did that happen? Did it slip out? No. So what happened? Did the snap? And right now you have to remember that everybody's trying to cover their own ass. Everybody, anything that gets said right now is because now it's going to be used against them. And if not a court of law, at least a civil trial. Thank you, lawyer. Von Jesus, I know. Like I was cool with the nemesis thing before, but now he's like smart and funny. And I'm like, what the f does that mean? I, what am I now? Um, you're sometimes Dimitri. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that makes me better. <laughs> that's my happy place. Okay. All right. I think it's time for us to move on because Tehran started speaking legalese and it made us feel inferior. I'm just saying, we'll see. And I wonder how this, <laughs> and you have to understand that this, this legal this legal civil suit is going to set a precedent for these many rides. Disney settles a lot of civil suits out of court. Uh, Disney is also very much responsible for our cop copyright laws in this country, but a lot of our liability uh, insurance claims also, because it's one of the largest, uh, largest providers of amusement rides. So we will see how this sets up, especially in a place that is a hub, an epicenter of amusement parks, which is Orlando. That is what Orlando is known for. And more importantly, it's known for its tourism. The effects of this can have leading effects on the economy there in many ways, which we are not prepared to understand at this time. Who wants to go to that park now? Who wants to ride that ride? That ride shutting down causes a cost. And we'll see how that works out and plays. That it's was crazy. a little long-winded. 
I thought she was going to. I thought she was going to pay you a compliment. I know, no, no. That's how I compliment his is by letting him know he spoke for a very long time. No, but I think Disney's also responsible for me thinking that I will one day marry a prince. hundred percent. And so I hate that because that's uh but that's because you've been looking at the stories incorrectly. Cinderella is literally a story about a, a girl who falls in love with a guy who has no idea what she looks like when she takes her makeup off. That's literally what the story is. I mean, I, I think we've seen it that Love is Blind on Netflix. Isn't that the same thing? Basically, every L.A. love story. <laughs> We're moving on. All right. This hot topic. Very hot. Almost too hot to discuss. A woman is arrested for shooting another woman twice after a fight over a wig. A woman is behind bars after Memphis police say she shot at another woman twice after a fight over a wig. The incident happened on March 26th, just four days ago, according to an affidavit. The victim identified Artavia Bynum as the person who shot at her. Bynum allegedly fired two shots after a fight about a wig. The police said the shots hit the victim's 2015 Buick Verano. On March 28th, Bynum voluntarily went to the police station for an interview. She confessed to shooting at the victim twice after the fight. She was arrested and charged with aggravated assault. I feel like I just read the same sentence eight times, but basically one woman shot another woman twice over a wig. Okay, what did this wig look like? Was it super expensive? Did she steal it from her? Why is this happening? And also, is the victim okay? Uh, What is happening in Memphis? I'm about to go get hair extensions later, and I'm like, is someone going to try to rip them out of my head? Possibly. Depends on where you get these extensions. Beverly Hills, so... (laughs) Then definitely, yes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, crime is high right now in L.A. What? Most vicious people I know live in Beverly Hills. (laughs) And I know them all. And I know all of them. But those are the white-collar crimes. Are there? Where does wig... Wig Wig-collar crimes? Yeah, what is it? Oh, no. (laughs) I wasn't going there, but thank you. You're welcome, Dimitri. You guys don't care about this case. To be honest, this this is just a heated thing. Like, I think it's stupid. I don't think like not talking about it. I think it's stupid that somebody potentially could have killed someone over a, a wig. So obviously the, you chalk this up to just like craziness, I guess. There's, there's, I don't know why we're stealing wigs or why we're getting that heated over wigs. And I don't have hair. So but I'm not taking anybody down for some. What if she saw or maybe she thought she saw hairs from the wig at her boyfriend's place? And it wasn't really about the wig at all, was it? I just wanted to make it a crime of passion. It is a crime of passion in a way, if you think about it. So what it is, is this is a fight that stemmed over a wig, but it leads and it bleeds into more. It stems over the wig, but we've all been in a situation where something small or minute leads to a much larger heated reaction. And we're actually going to talk about something like that a little bit later. But the concept is this wasn't shooting over the wig. It's not like, give me my wig. And these were complete strangers. These were two friends who there's a lot to unpack there. And it just went too far. And someone's reaction was one that unbefit the crime or situation at hand. So potentially a misleading headline. I mean, I don't know if it was a misleading headline, but headlines are created to get us to click them. You well, know. headlines are created because that's where wigs are <laughs> in your head. <laughs> anyway, so we're just going to move right along because I'm canceled from comedy. Okay, this next story is very troubling and heartbreaking. So 
I didn't mention it earlier on when I was telling you what's happening in this episode because it's just so heartbreaking. So two teen cousins have been found dead after a horrific incident occurred during an Instagram live while they were playing with a gun. The incident happened in Missouri at around two in the morning on Friday. The St. Louis police identified the children as 12-year-old Paris Harvey and her 14-year-old cousin, Karan Harvey. Both are from St. Louis. They were pronounced dead at the scene, and the police have deemed it an incident. They said a murder-suicide, but it is more of just a tragic accident. So apparently they were making a video, and Paris dropped the gun. It fell. It went off. And then I think she tried to pick it up, and she picked it up by the barrel, and it went off. And so it was kind of a freak accident is what they're saying it was. It wasn't an intentional murder-suicide. And Ms. Harvey said that she didn't know who owned the gun and she didn't know how her daughter got a hold of it. So, Dimitri, as a parent, do you think 12 years old and 4 years old is too old to pay attention to what your kids are doing in the house? And if the door is closed, are you checking in on them? Like, are you, what, what's, what's your take on this? My, my take on it is no, it's never, it's, you, the kids are never too old to check on them, especially, you know, the door is closed. You wonder what they're doing, but this has nothing to do with two kids being in a room with the door closed and not being checked on this. This goes, and, and the, by, I want to be clear, I'm not blaming these parents. I, or I don't know anything about them, but, but parenting goes beyond a moment of, should I have checked on them? Parenting is the whole time leading up to that as well, right? So there's talks about guns. There's talks about however that gun got there, I don't know. But there's talks about what is appropriate and what what is safe and things that you should be doing. And it should never... It, it, it should be that these kids wouldn't think, wouldn't want to even try playing with a gun for an Instagram live video. How did they not know that a gun came into their house? We don't know the situation or this Never. family. This family, this family, it doesn't mean that they all brought guns. It could have been one family member who brought a gun and it was for their their protection, whether it's in their personal or professional lives, or they just felt safer having a gun. It's like, let's also remember this happened in, this happened in, in St. Louis. Yeah, Missouri. Yeah. So this is a place where St. Louis has a high crime rate. It's a, it's a city where, you know, a lot of people do feel the need to protect themselves. It's not always a viable way to get a legal gun. Some people have to go the route depending on their backgrounds or their own personal options. So I don't want to judge where that gun came from. And I'm not, uh, I'm not a, an opponent of the second amendment. I do think we do need, this is, this goes to why we need stricter gun laws, why we need stricter gun laws and we need vetting and we need to be aware of that. That's the other thing that comes to mind is gun safety. I'm not saying it's wrong to have a gun. I'm not saying it's wrong to bring a gun somewhere. However, especially if you're going to be around children, I know people in LA who have guns and they keep them in safes where they have codes on them. You know, the gun is for a very specific use at a specific time and under no other circumstances is it being brought out. Yeah. And by the time you get it out of the safe, by the way, you're already got shot. You're like, pop, 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 pop. But there are strict laws where you have to lock them up. You have to lock them up and things like that, especially in California, especially in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, but I mean, crime rates are so high here that who's really locking up their guns, you know? 
that's the funny thing in Los Angeles crime rates are high and now we have this uh, we have this ring of, of criminals who are going around robbing people. However, because of the strict gun laws, if you do fire a gun or protect yourself, you're going to get in trouble. And this has happened to several people that have done so. So it's a very interesting situation that comes to play. But in this particular situation, there is a question of gun safety. There is a question of why two children were able to have a gun, find a gun and play with a gun. And to do so on live and no one to no one to admonish them or even critique them on live, that says a lot about us as well. It says a lot about, you know, whoever was watching. No, no one was like, why don't do this? Don't play. Don't. They might have been. We don't know. We didn't see the transcript. It might have been, but they also don't know. They don't know. Is it a real gun? Is it loaded? I mean, there's so many factors that go into this. But I agree with you. If I saw that, if I if. For some reason, I saw a video and I saw two kids or two people playing with a gun improperly. I would say something. But, you know, clearly, as you can read any news headline or any story on the Internet, you'll know that there's tons of different types of people in the world. And they might have thought it was a fake gun. You know, I feel like the lines are so blurred between reality and reality. (laughs) It's like I don't even know what's real anymore. And. That actually feels a lot like what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock, which we'll get into in just a second, right after this break. And we're back. Welcome back to Real Time Crime. I hope you did not commit a crime while listening to that advertisement. I just want to say... I also have Tehran's number memorized just in case I do get in trouble that I know that he will get me out of jail. And is that true or false? I'm the best. I'm the, if, <laughs> look, I'm not sure. Hey, what's up, friend? That's not who I am. I am not the what you doing, friend. I am the <laughs> if something goes down, some shit goes down. I'm the best person to call to help you out. Or if you want to play a pickup game. Listen, and I believe it. And I'm not, I don't consider myself like a Hollywood type of guy, but I just became one. Cause if I ever got in trouble, they say, do you want to call your lawyer? And I go, no, I want to call this guy. I was on a podcast with um, <laughs> That's the one you call. That's yeah. the guy you call. That is a real thing. So I'm there for you. <laughs> I am there for you now, Dimitri. Oh boy. And speaking of being there for each other, Hollywood did not have each other's back. This past weekend at the Oscars, you all already know about this, but now it's our take here on Real Time Crime. So if you don't know, you're living under a rock and wake up. Hello, are you okay? It's 2022. The pandemic's over and Will Smith and Chris Rock are hitting each other on national television, international television. Well, not hitting, not each, hitting other. each other. Not hitting each other. All right. Okay. Back, back, back. I'll backtrack. Uh, during the Oscars on Sunday, Will Smith stunned the Dolby Theater crowd and viewers at home when he took the stage during Chris Rock's remarks after the comedian made a joke about Jada, Will Smith's wife. He said, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2. Can't wait to see it. And the joke touched a nerve and Will Smith walked onto stage, slapped Chris across the face, went back to his seat, kept yelling, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Jada has a shaved head, but mostly because she has alopecia. And I guess that was diagnosed in 2018. The joke wasn't particularly funny. It was very dated. I didn't even know she had alopecia. Uh, I mean, they're now launching an investigation. And Will Smith did apologize publicly to Chris Rock. And Chris Rock did not press charges. 
what what's everyone's take at first i thought my first thought was i gotta get to twitter (laughs) and then i couldn't stop tweeting i literally was like joke 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 i can't stop but mostly because i thought it was staged and then my second thought was is chris rock promoting something soon a lot of people thought it was staged a lot of people thought it was still some people still do think it's staged right and as a comedian, it's terrifying that anyone could just come on stage and assault you and no one does anything about it. And win an award and get a standing ovation. 20 minutes later. I mean, talk about highest high and lowest low within 20 minute period. But I'm also of the school of thought where it's very interesting to watch two A-list celebrities get into a legitimate fight in front of the entire world and have no one know how to react. Not why, one person knew. Why what would do. anyone know what to do? Why would anyone expect this to happen? And honestly, I feel like we make a huge deal of this. This was interesting. It was shocking. It was funny. It was horrible. And we move on. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. It was. Let's be very honest. None of us were watching the Oscars before this happened. No, no. Why do I know what Coda is? Why do I know all the words to the song, the Encanto songs? Why do why did I look up Belfast? OK, the only reason I did so is simply because Will Smith smacked Chris Rock live at the Oscars. I'm so sorry. It was just great television. And even Chris Rock himself says right after it happens, after their little bit of back and forth, this is the greatest night in television history. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. This is the greatest night in television history. Hey, Kanye West, Taylor Swift, hold my beer. Hold my beer. This is the greatest night in television history. Right here. Also, this just in, the Academy started disciplinary proceedings against Will Smith today, and expulsion is on the table, according to Variety. Which would be, which would be out of bounds. Which would be completely out of bounds. How so? How so? Because, first of all, this is, this is the reason. How likely is this to happen again? It's extremely unlikely to have happened. In How the likely first place. was it to happen? Right. It was extremely unlikely to happen in the first place and even more exponentially extremely to ha- happen again. Number two, take the source. This isn't Gucci man who went on stage and smacked Chris Rock in the face. OK, this is Will Smith. If Will Smith hasn't built up enough human currency in order to be forgiven at some point then none of us are safe and since i'm not I saying live, i'm not saying lock him up and clearly there's no charges being pressed not even just lock him up oh you're gonna but, ban will smith no he's a nice academy? guy he's a nice guy he's got money he's the fresh prince he shouldn't have any penalties i'm not that, saying that, that, uh, to be very fair he has a huge penalty his first oscar win is marred forever and overshadowed by his momentary lapse of judgment and his reaction. And this is a person whose brand means more to him than anything else because he's done Correct. such a great job of building such a fine, such a wonderful, amazing Family-friendly image. Uh, and, and, sure. it, and it not being performative. It being For sure, and he's got a lot of true. young fans. And let's be honest, the Academy dropped the ball by, by nothing happening, by him going back to his seat and sitting there. There should have been something. What should have happened? Came they, over should have over. they should have taken. No, they should have escorted him out of the out of the area. And if he won, he wins and he, and he hears about it on, on from a from a text. And he zooms in. I, I disagree with <laughs> I disagree with that assessment. I think that this was a this was a momentary lapse of judgment. It's between two people who not only have a friendship, but a history. And honestly, Chris Rock wasn't 
a person who was, if Chris Rock had said, I don't feel safe, I want Will Smith out of here, that would be different. But he did no such thing. As far as we know from every account, he did no such thing. He understood the situation. And even though he was clearly not happy with the situation, no one is happy with getting smacked in the face. However, they were both people and it was between two individuals. The only reason we're having this discussion right now is because it happened on live television under a microscope and all of us who hate being judged, by the way, because I personally, I live in a glass house and I'm not without sin, so I hate casting stones. All of us love judging what happened. Now, do I condone what Will Smith did? Not at all. Will Smith was wrong, period. There is no justification for what he did whatsoever. In fact, as a child, we learned to keep our hands to ourselves. He should have never done that. However, however, understanding, understanding something is different than condoning it. And so, this played out. So you're not a, you're not a fan of, of said it. So he set an example to people, right? His son even tweeted out, that's how we do it. So he set an example to all his young fans. So with no real repercussion besides, oh, the agony of having my Oscar win tainted. You're, are you okay with, with no example being said? The Oscars, they, they dropped the ball too. I'll get, it's no, but not, no one's cleaned in this whole thing, but do you think with no repercussion, that's a safe way to proceed? Are you not a fan of leading by example? So as a, as a comedian and when comedians bring up, Oh, now should we be afraid of people coming up on stage and hitting us? First of all, I'd like to say uh, in a lot of quote unquote, urban comedy rooms, unfortunately things of this nature tend to happen sometimes. And it's a horrible situation. That's number one, never is the person of Will Smith. In a lot of mainstream comedy rooms, things like this tend to happen. So this isn't like com comedians haven't dealt with something like this. And it's a horrible, horrible situation. Anyone who uses this as a precedent or an excuse to now feel safe to do this was just looking for an excuse. The only person we should all be afraid of, as all the memes say, is Kanye. Now that Kanye thinks this is okay, Pete Davidson should duck and hide. But other than that, to be very fair, most of us will never ever endure something like this because most people understand. And, and this isn't like it was a random joke by a random comedian to a random person. Agreed. This is two people who have a history. Now, if I was on stage and I said something very personal to Leah Lamar, and for Leah didn't didn't know about Jada's alopecia, but most of us in that form and that in that trending culture and zeitgeist, we all knew about it because she's been very vocal about it and how much it's hurt her. Most of us to, knew To it. be fair, I don't know about any celebrity drama or any celebrity conditions. Like, I don't really follow along. Which I completely understand. And that's, yeah. and that's the thing. But Chris Rock is a very knowledgeable comedian. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, once again, I don't think Chris Rock was wrong. I'm not a fan of it's too soon. You can't make a joke about that. I'm not a fan of that at all. That is how the freedom of speech works. If you do not believe in the freedom of speech for those you disdain, you do not believe in the freedom of speech. However, freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. And in this case, the consequence was not justifiable whatsoever. However, the punishment, punishing Will Smith now even more will do what? Do they want to fine him? I completely understand a fine. If two NBA players get into a fight, we find them. We don't ban one or expel one for the rest of their lives 
for well, something you, that they've you, done. For you do expel them for the rest of the season. The Malice in the Palace, those guys were. That's because they took on and beat up fans. They beat up like 30 people. Technically, however, technically Chris Rock was, was there doing his job. However, this is the thing. If Will Smith had went and started beating up people in the state, I would say, you're right. This is a menace. If he started beating up security when they came to detain him, I would say, you're right. This is two basketball players, two people on the field who got into an altercation. And just because you're not used to seeing that between these two people or 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 in this particular situation, let's Yeah, they're in a different fair. uniform. Yes, and here's That's the thing. I, I agree with you. I do, I've do. i never looked at this like, oh my God, now comedians are gonna, like it's open season on comedians. I've never, I haven't seen looked at this and thought that. But where I come from is a, is a different perspective here is that Okay, Chris Rock was was bullied growing up. And granted, people say, well, he comes out slinging jokes at people, fine. But as I said, these people have fans. Will Smith has fans, right? He has young fans, sure. this and that. And by the way, trigger stuff, okay? I think less people are were, at least from my perspective, a majority of the people that I know were more enraged by the fact that he got up, accepted his award, and played a victim I'm protecting my family. And he got a standing ovation. And then he went into and he used trigger phrases for domestic violence, right? Love will make you do crazy things. How many women that have been abused by their husband have been told that afterward? Like that's, I think, what what got people. It wasn't so much that if he slapped him and then they were like, okay, well, that's over. But when he got up and played the victim, I think it hit a lot of people the wrong way. I also just want to quickly interrupt um, this crime of passion about to happen between the two of you. But apparently Variety said that the Academy asked Will Smith to leave and he refused. I think it's interesting that they didn't force him to leave. They asked him to leave. The, the, thing, the other Smith. thing is that Will Smith has built up enough social grace at this point and trust with not only the Academy and the entertainment industry, but also with the world at large that I don't think you just say, Will Smith, you have to leave. I think you say, Will Smith, would you mind leaving? And, and then also, he says no. And then you say, okay, I guess we did our part. The Academy, the Academy is saying this after the fact. We don't know who asked or how it was asked or, and Will Smith refusing. Was it like, hey, Will, do you want to come outside? And he's like, no, I'm cool. And that was their understanding. We don't know the phrasing. We True. don't know. Yeah, the media spins everything. And exactly. you did have Denzel and Bradley Cooper talking to him and be like, okay, he's calm, he's calmed down. Like, so you don't know. And it goes back to that amusement park thing you talked about. Sometimes you got this person that's like, hey, you can't do this. And then they get nervous. And like, we all sit back and think, oh yeah, I would have told him to leave. Well, we, you wouldn't have. I wouldn't have looked at Will Smith and been like, I'm going to drag you out of here. Because shit, you're probably intimidated. It's Will Smith. He just it's had Will Denzel and Bradley Cooper in the corner of the ring being like, all right, you ready for round two? <laughs> that, that's how i'll know i'll made it when someone invites me into their a-list celebrity circle to comfort them after they've publicly assaulted another celebrity <laughs> i do Sorry. think that uh, i do goals. no goals you gotta have them. no it's the thing i i do think that will smith is facing his own form of punishment he knows what he was doing was wrong as for Jaden, i mean for for us to use Jaden's word for all we know Jaden was listening to the song this is how we do it i don't know i don't want to put that out there however let's assume that Jaden was tweeting about this you know why because that's his mom for us it's just jada pinkett that's his mom that's his mom and and when people say well look he used this trigger trigger phrase 
uh, honestly, or was he using a phrase that's common? Love will make you do crazy things. He, if you say something in a sweet way, and it's kind of like, if you take something out of context, that's why content is, if you take something out of context, it's not just content. If you have a grandparent who's like, come here, I love you, you're so sweet. Mm, I wanna kiss you all over. And then you take that same, and it's like, hey, I love you. I wanna kiss you all over. You're like, oh, look at this. Look at this criminal pedophile. While on the other hand, it's just a sweet grandmother. I'm not saying that what he said was premeditated. What I'm saying is that is what I think is has gotten people like I think to see that happen and then for him to play a victim and have and have some people be like, oh, you look at him. He's being a defender. It's like that's tough for some people to swallow. And I think that's I don't think the anger has been like, OK, open season on comedians. No, no holds barred no rules. I think it's like, oh, he did something he shouldn't have done. He did sure. something that's wrong. And then he took this other angle and then he went dancing to his own song at the after party. There was no remorse. So I think that's well, why that's, the not reason- a fair, that's not a fair assessment. Either. What did you want? You want him to cry in the car? You want him to send him a cry in the car? Let's not, let's not do that because all of us have done something bad and then gone to 7-Eleven in an hour after that, like none of us just sit around. Okay, and not all of like, us go oh, to 7-Eleven okay, after that. Yeah. And I, he didn't go to 7-Eleven. He, he don't put that he on 7-Eleven. Okay. Party. He won an Oscar, and there's Fantastic. nothing you can do. I'll, I'll be point. I'll be honest. If that was me, if that was me, maybe I would go to the party. Maybe, but I would probably be pretty somber. I would be feeling pretty shitty about what I did, especially if I spent my whole career building up to an image and shattered it. Did you see everything moment. he did the whole party? You saw, so you saw all three hours he was at the park. No, that's, that's not what I said. That's so, not what so I said. You saw one moment where yeah. people might've been like, hey, Will, come on, man, let's wait. And then he starts celebrating. And, and he's that aware over. that there's cameras everywhere. A man of that course. built up his entire career to look, to be, to be so good and be so... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just so against this. And I have a lot of different different situations, scenarios, because I think there's a cultural component in this, in this that a lot of quote unquote mainstream America is not taking into account. This was street, this was street behavior that you haven't seen in your lives on and it shouldn't have been on TV. And this wasn't the place and time. And for people that you don't think are street, but they kind of are, regardless if you know this about them or not. This was this was also something, even when he said, keep my wife's name out your mouth, that's something that's a common phrasing. People are like picking on that phrasing. Why would it, I can't that's something that is said within the especially in a hip-hop in the hip-hop community and in the black community it's something that's said regardless of if everyone else in america is aware of it or not and his behavior i hate looking at someone and going look at this sliver we know everything about this person will smith if anything has should have at least earned our our benefit of the doubt hey will smith and let him speak on it which he did he apologized there, and then the next day he apologized to Chris Rock, and that's something we would do because of what? We're all human. And I will tell you something, Dimitri, to be honest, to me, this was an incident that happened and we all watched and it was interesting. This says way more about us as people than it does about him. Because us and how we're judging and how we're looking and how we're so quick to, to condemn and how we're so quick to throw daggers and darts and place blame and just be like this happened and this happened and we all know all of these things has a lot to say about us there are people who are like i agree with that 100 for felony assault then you don't know what a felony is okay so all of these things put into perspective this is television 
We call it show business, and this was just a part of show business. And to be honest, the only investigation the Academy should have is how they can have something like this happen every year because it was great for their show. <laughs> it was great for their show. And while the Academy is so busy investigating this, I want them to investigate Oscars So White, which is a part of it, because let's be honest, there are times where people of color, and do I think that Will Smith should have even won an Oscar for King Richard? No, I watched King Richard. Clearly, he's like maybe the fifth best actor in that movie. This was not the performance. This was his training day to Denzel's Academy Award win, where it's like, not for this. All the uh, Maybe Malcolm X, maybe Hurricane, maybe Philadelphia, but not for this. So do I think that Will Smith should have won? No, but with Oscars so white and we have that situation, and people don't realize it's overshadowing that. That's something we should be talking about a lot more. Plus, on top of that, not Latinx community and Asian communities aren't being uh, fairly given Oscars either, especially the Latinx community, which should be the most mad because the award is called the Oscars. If there was an award called the Jamals and Black people didn't win, I'd be hella mad. I'd be like, are you serious? We can't even win a Jamal? We can't even win a Jamal? <laughs> yes. Um, no comment, but <laughs> I will say if there was an award show called the Goldbergs and no Jews won, I would have been very upset. I'm just saying, yeah. how mad, how mad, how mad should Jewish people be? Now, if, all the time. We're mad all the time about everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad when I see movies which are supposed to be about Jewish people and somehow the main person. Don't you is dare. How many times have I talked about Maisel? I can't, I can't keep talking about this. <laughs> I need a new storyline. Also, just so everyone knows, Tehran is Jewish, and he's the one who drags me to synagogue. That is a true story. Also a true story. That is a very I, true. I would not go to Temple if it wasn't for him. That's number one. Number two, just a quick side note. Chris Rock is going to be performing in Boston tonight, and a lot of people are wondering if he's going to speak on the incident. What do you guys think? I think Chris Rock will. I think Chris Rock, knowing Chris Rock, there are no phones. There are no videos allowed. They take your phones when you go in. There's going to be some Will Smith roast jokes. <laughs> I don't think there'll be roast jokes, but he's going to say something. I don't mm. think he's going to go in. I think he has a lot of respect for Will Smith. And even though this was a horrible incident, I'm telling you as a person who slaps a person once a month, I'm letting you know that you can be best friends. We're not talking about just in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just to let you all know, Leah Lamar on her Instagram has one of the funniest videos in regards to the Will Smith Chris Rock smack that I have mm -hmm. seen online. And there have been a lot of funny things online. Yeah, go I, on. What, what was the video about? It was very funny. You have to go watch it. Just go watch it. Just go to at Leah Lamar and you will find it. And I'm telling you right now, as horrible as, as this was for one comedian, it was amazing for comedy. For the rest of us. <laughs> it was amazing for comedy. I also just have mm -hmm. to say, by the way, a lot of people remixing th the situation. Low-key a bop. Like, this is low-key a bop. I don't know what else to say. You know what's crazy? There's somebody who's going to lose their virginity to that song. I just want to let you know. That oh my god, that's a real thing that's going to. I agree why... with you. I think Chris will talk about it. I don't. I don't think he's going to go in. I don't think he's going to go in and roast him. He's not ready he'll... yet. I know. I think he'll do some. I think it'll be good stuff, but I think it'll be very uh, just around the edges. Yeah, he hasn't made a comment. He hasn't come out. Even there was a there was a type of a 
a statement that was circulating and his PR came out and vehemently denied that it was from him. He has not made a single statement, not a single comment on this situation. And I honestly think that's what's best because right now, Chris Rock is winning. Chris Rock is winning his sold out show. By the way, he already sells out. They're selling out even more. Chris Rock is winning and his- This is what I said. My first thought is what is he promoting? Cause he's gonna start annihilating sales. (laughs) Not that he would ever have trouble. Selling it's Chris Rock. And that's the thing I always, I'm telling the other comedians because I'll see comedians and it'll be like open mic comedians who are like, oh, no, people are going to hit me. I'm like, you're not nearly funny enough for anyone to get up and smack you in the face. Now, if they get worry. up, it's because they're leaving to go someplace. Do not worry. Do not <laughs> yeah, Because you are so unfunny. Yeah. I mean, I also remember seeing Chris Rock when I was a kid and his HBO special. I, I just remember him laughing at his own jokes and he was in this like beautiful black suit. And I remember thinking, I'm too young to be watching this and this is inappropriate, but I couldn't look away. And I just remember thinking, wow, he's the funniest person on the earth. He's very funny. Uh, he's a goat. By the way, the, the big takeaway, how about the fact that he's 57 years old? And he took the smack I, like a champion. Sure did. Whether it's the Botox in him or that New York City, <laughs> he took the smack like a champ, bounced right back up, stayed professional, mm-hmm. and made a joke. And then still made a comment on it and kept it moving. And like, then went into introducing the award. Yeah, and, and, he, went in, that, and he was stumbled a little, but yeah, he's the definition of the show must go on. Amazing. I mean, I, I, I think that is years and years and years and years and years of experience. Or also Will Smith is trauma. Six foot, <laughs> oh, trauma. Like six foot two muscle. <laughs> like it's not it's not like I don't know if this was if instead of Chris Rock, it was Dwayne The Rock, like would. Will Smith has still done the same thing. I don't know, possibly, because at that moment, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of speculation of Will laughing and then what happened between the laugh and getting and on Jada stage. and looking at her look. And, you know, I don't like to blame Jada for things, but it, I mean, it, that's your wife, though. That's his wife. They've been married what, for better or for worse and for whatever we love to judge From about the their red table conversations, five years, marriage, yeah. 25 years. And whether they're happy or not, that's not for us to judge, but they have figured it out. And 25 years in Hollywood is 2,500 years anywhere else. This is till death do them part. So, Which, to, to my discredit, I turned to my wife at that moment. I said, Listen, I got to be honest. If someone said that about you, I, I wouldn't get up and. Smack him. But also, like, I think no, we have to. Sucks. I think we have to know that Will didn't actually want to do damage because if he wanted to, he would have punched him. He would have. And yeah. I, and I'll tell you something very real. Leah and I are very close friends. If someone said something to Leah that was I felt like out of line or disrespectful, and I'm not saying this, I don't want any labels of what this would come from, but I would smack the shit out of them. And that's a real thing. And I, I and but that's you wouldn't a real punch thing. them. And I'm noticing that. I you know because <laughs> punching punching is. That's actually what people don't, they're like, he smacked him. He should have punched him. Actually, punching is way, it's it's more aggressive and assault-like, yeah. and it's way less disrespectful. And what Will Smith was trying to do was get a point across. And that's when, once again, in that street mentality, you slap someone in the face. And you've heard, it's, it's actually a phrase that said, it's something that said, in conjunction with keep, bleep, insert names out of your fucking mouth. Like, it's really... It's really what I would like to term street behavior. And I don't like giving, and, and it's not race. It's not a race. It's not black culture because this would happen in the streets of Idaho and Alabama and anywhere where there's a lack of black people as well. So this is, it's part of the street culture where West Philadelphia born and raised, if his mom sent him to Bel Air for the one little fight, I don't know where his mom's going to send him now, but. Well, I was in Bel Air last night and I was afraid Will Smith was going to smack the shit out of me. 
Yeah. Also, the, I want to let you know what I got. Saw the out video. Of, you weren't afraid. Yeah, I'm not afraid. But what I got out of your little diatribe is that you won't go to jail for me. So, good day, sir. <laughs> and if, if he goes to jail, he won't admit it, as we yeah, saw before. I will, never talk, I will never talk about why. I will never talk about why. No one should. Jail is not cool. It's not fun. It's not a rite of passage. There's nothing good about jail. Jail is. I was not there for great. a month. You know the um the one thing I do feel Dimitri, like what. It's not, this is a different episode. The <laughs> one thing I feel that, that we did miss, and, and just from a comedic standpoint, is at the very end, right before Chris Rock went back to his thing, he went, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And knowing how quick, how quick Chris is, you know, he had something that he wanted he had to like say. Three. That's a he, joke that we're never going to hear. He had an August Alcina joke. He had like 50 jokes. And honestly, that's the one thing as a comedian, I'm sure anguished him the most is when he went home and thought about all the things he, he, he definitely could have said and didn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah. on my take, it's like Chris Rock was not wrong, but could have been better. Will Smith was definitely wrong and should have been better. And then of all people, Jada Pinkett was right. And all these things just went left and we should just. Let Do you believe play. that Amy Schumer wrote that joke? That's the word on the street. I don't think Amy Schumer writes a lot of jokes. So for her to have written that joke. No, honestly, honestly, that the whole the the behind the stage. And once again, all the people were like, well, I researched and I know. And it's like, no, you don't. Your Google works just as well as my Google. We're all just Googling this and learning things second, third, fourth hand. None of us know the truth or what really happened or even their mindsets, let alone any of these intimate facts that people are using as evidence against or for them right but also, I, can we just say it was a bad joke like it wasn't a great joke it was, it was a, a dated joke fruit. i didn't even honestly get fruit. it i didn't you I know it was I funny i thought it was I, funny but not amazing it was like i get it and and you know what made it funny and chris rock knew is when he threw it away he said hey it's i, I it's a gi jane juggly he's like this isn't bad. This isn't a bad one. Like, he's like, I'm poking fun at something. And for people who are like, he made fun of the way she looked, he didn't. G.I. Jane is strong, beautiful, and bald. And Jada Pickett-Smith is strong, beautiful, and bald. And that's where that, it's not actually a dig unless you take it that way. But once again, I don't know what goes on in their homes. I don't know if Jada Pinkett has been crying and been hurt and fragile and insecure and distraught and destroyed over this. Mm. And I'm her husband who's been there and, the, and she's the mother of my children and it's been 25 years and Chris Rock has made digs at her before and she's been like, I hate him. I hate how he does this. And then you're in this situation and you just get so deep in, you can't back out now. I've been in situations where I've done something where I wish I could take back, but once it's happened, it's like, yo, this just happened. It is what it is. And now I double down. Now I double down. And this is why we're getting married. I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was saying I was... yes. Oh, wait, were you? Oh, yeah. She didn't get the response she wanted and she kind of froze there for a second. I, I backed down really quickly, but. <laughs> it, that was that was so real. I, I... This has been enough. for. We're all in agreement. I, there's, there's not going to be a G.I.J. in two, right? That was have, just. I, I'm anticipating it now, by the way. During this, have I mentioned how I'm black and Persian? Okay, I just want to make sure that you never... And guys, in conclusion for today, I didn't have a coffee yet today, which is um, why I've been not been able to say words, beep boop. Uh, this is my literal... It says witch's brew on it. And this should be a crime. No one should have a cup that says witch's brew on it. Uh, my saying in the world is no coffee, no worky. And Dimitri knows anytime I've been asked to work before noon, it's, it's going to be a hard no. Even 2.30 was early. But I just want to say... 
I loved watching your lover's quarrel today. Thank you, gentlemen. It was really beautiful. I enjoyed talking a lot during that. And this has been another episode of Real Time Crap, <laughs> where two men don't let one woman speak. And uh, it's it's fine. Um, it's noted. That's the real crime. That is the real crime of today. Of today's podcast is we need more men with podcasts. Ha ha ha. T, where can people <laughs> find you on the internet? All across the board at I am Tehran and also at Temples in LA with Leah Lamar. <laughs> That's T-E-H-R-A-N for those of you who can't see his hat. And Dimitri, where can we find you on the internet? Still not at sometimes. Still not at sometimes. Just at Dimitri Pappas. And there's nothing exciting there unless I sh- can share your video of your, your Will Smith video. Wow. Thank you, everyone. Please go watch that video. Leave a comment. Let me know that you watched it and that you came over from Real Time Crime. And as always leave us a voicemail let me know if there's a crime you think we should look into something we overlooked Uh, there's a crime happening next door to you anyway call us at 866-21-CRIME 866-212-7463 that's 866-21-CRIME I didn't do the song today. I can tell uh, she really likes it because she usually sings. 866-21-CRIME. 866-21-CRIME. That's 866-212-7463. Stay safe, everyone. Don't commit a crime. We love you. Goodbye. Oh, find me at at Leah Lamar and TikTok at Leah Lamar with five R's. Bye. It's real time crime. It's real time crime. It's real. I mean, is it actually real time crime? solving anything or is that just a thing we say it's a thing we say got it okay see you next week for more real-time crime only on iHeartRadio.